Are you glad to be here? I'm glad to be here. Let me just tell you just a little bit about me, which uh, I met my brother, like he said, about five or six uh, months ago in the woods. I, I run Extreme Ministries. He said, what is that? Well, it'd be easier for me to tell you what we're not. We won't do anything if we can't tell you about Jesus. I'm what you would call a mobile missionary. That means that I go to a lot of places and do a lot of different things. But we lease 2,300 acres that we have men's groups, uh, youth groups. Uh, a lot of different groups come out and hang out, and we transform it to whatever. But I also minister to pastors. I am a pastor to pastors. Uh, you have to walk to walk to be able to minister to people, right? I mean, if someone dies, let's, let's say a spouse dies, and you go to your friend and say, I know what you're going through, that's a lie. You need to walk that walk. You need to say, I'm praying for you, and let it be at that. Well, I've been through a lot of things, and, and I'm just going to say that that's how I met Jeff and Josh. I fell in love with Josh right off the bat. He reminds me of, uh, I only have one. We, we have the same. I have two daughters and a son. The only thing is I'm a lot older. My son, my baby, is 30 years old, and I have 11 grandkids. Yeah, I'm 61 years old. But I want to say this. I met them, and as our relationship grew, he'd asked me to come speak, but he didn't ask me just to come speak. He wanted me to come talk to you about faith because I walk by faith. That's what I'm known for. And I want to tell you that I'm going, there's no way for me to cover it all. Because guess what? It's a lifetime. But I do want to start us off with James chapter 2 and verse 26. Would you stand as we read just this little short verse and pray? This is what it says. Just as the body is dead without breath, also faith is dead without good works. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day. I'm just so glad that I can call you Father. God, I thank you for the freedom that I feel in this building and in this church. But Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit grabs every heart. God, I pray that you take Jeff Huey and slam him to the ground, and Father, you speak. Father, I pray if there's one here today that doesn't know you, today would be that day. If there's one that's away, God, I pray today would be the day that they are pulled back. But, Father, we all need to hear your words. So, Father, we just ask that you bless us now. In Christ's name and all God's people said, amen. amen. You can be seated. I'm just going to tell you a little bit uh, how all this started. See, I, I want to say, say this. I, I feel very at home in this setting. Uh, I've been preaching for a super long time. And I preached to a lot of youth. I was a youth minister for over 19 years. I had 260 active youth. And it was a huge, huge deal. But it wasn't just that. I was like the pastor of the town I'm from. I am from Pell City, Alabama. Amen. Yeah, Woo! Where in the world is that? It's on Logan Martin Lake, 10 miles from Talladega 500. Woo, redneck capital of the world, okay? 
Well, I want to say this. You know, I had two of the greatest set of grandparents that a guy could ever ask for. And I, I'm serious. They, they love Christ. Parents kept me in church. My dad was really, he's been dead now for over seven years. He really was a genius. I mean, I'm, I'm being as honest as I know how hard man um, came up hard. Uh, I was born in Huntsville, Alabama, because my daddy was the guy that was putting the radar on Apollos that actually what you see today that sees things and it guides itself. That's how brilliant my dad was. But I want to say this. Education and things was everything to, to my dad. I'm not that guy. I've always been really good at my hands. I raced everything. Built everything. And my dad constantly was telling me I was never going to amount to nothing. Y'all hang on to that. But not only that, I carried that. Be careful what you say as a church. My dad was Nazarene. My mom was Baptist, so we went to the independent church. that make any sense? The pastor there was kin to us. But his wife, for some reason, took upon herself, the pastor's wife, to tell my mom and dad at the age of 13 years old I had a drinking problem. Never touched a drop in my life. But you know what? I'm that kind of country boy. Oh, yeah? I'll show you. And I went down a road that I just don't want to talk about. It ain't worth talking about. But I'm going to say this. I wasn't a good guy. But at the age of 23, you know, I've been raised, I am for real, I mean, the country kind of guy. I mean, I, I, I am what they call a man's man. I get invited to all the men's ministries, you know. But this is what I was told in my entire life. Guys, y'all ready for this? Hey, boy, when you shake that man's hand, you shake it. I don't want no wet fish, dead fish in a hand. Boy, you don't show no emotions. You stand tall. You stand bold. You be that protector. You be that rock. That's how I was raised. Nothing wrong with that, except for one thing. Age of 23, I'd met my wife-to-be. She's a lot younger than me. And somehow or another, I didn't feel like no one loved me, and I couldn't be loved, but I fell in love with her. On our wedding day, y'all listening? On my wedding day, I go to pick up Tammy's bags before our wedding. I've not seen her. But, you know, I'll go pick them up because right after this, we're going on our honeymoon. I'm all fired up. I'm all excited. And her first cousin left a plaque on top of her suitcases that said this. Lord, how do I know that you love me? He said, by the way, I spread my arms and died for you. You remember I told you, you know, didn't believe in crying. No emotions. First time I heard God speak. And he said, I love you. I died for you. Son, I snotted and cried. And I mean, it went crazy. And I go back to my place on the lake. And, you know, here's all these guys that I am the guy. Tears flowing. They've never seen that before. And this, I heard one of them whisper, said, 
That little girl will get rid of him. And I said, I just got saved. Now, being who I was, this is what my friend said. Ain't no way. Not you. Oh, you're just doing that for that little girl. Hey, guys. I ran in to God. He adopted me as his son, and he loves me. What you're singing about, maybe you don't get it, but baby, I get it. My life changed. It was different. No, I don't shake hands no more. I'll shake yours because I don't know you just once or twice. I hug everybody. Now, I'm going to settle something. I mean, even one of your guys here said, man, there's too many Jeffs. I said, well, here, man, let, let me help you out uh, just a little bit. Uh, you, you can call me Bro Jay. Call me Brother Jeff. You can call me Bear. You can call me whatever. Say, I've got all these names. You know, if you was childhood, too many Jeffs. I was called Huey. Worked at American Cast Iron Pipe for a while. Back then, I fought all the time. And you just really don't know how much. But I fought all the time. And during that time, Julio Mandrez killed another man in the boxing ring. And everybody at SIPCO called me Julio. So now I've got people that calls me Huey. I've got people that calls me uh, <laughs> Julio. And then, you know, I, I take a church. And then I get called Brother Jail. Then my friends call me Bro Jay. You know, I get called everything. I don't care what you call me. I know if I hear this, bear, I know there's two churches that that's what they call me because I'm always hugging. God changed my life. And I'm not talking about a little bit. I want to talk to you about faith. See, you can't just believe. I've been ministering a long time, and I have so many people, they're confused. If I said, do you know without a shadow of a doubt today that you're going to go to heaven? A lot of people say, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, let me help you. Y'all ready? This might help some of you today. If you came to your father and you went, eh, I'll try you. You didn't get saved. It's when you go, I surrender. It's when you say, I give my all. I want all of you, and I want you to have all of me. See, I tell folks and people around where I live, they know this. If you've met me, you met the richest man you ever meet in your life. I said, really? Yeah, my dad is the king. See, I believe that. I live that way. I really am a man that walks by faith. And I want to just say this. You can have this walk. It says this in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it says, For you are saved by grace through faith. See, faith is not just believing. Even the devils believe and tremble. Faith is actually stepping out, doing something. Listen, there's a lot of things that's happened in my life, and I'm going to talk about a little bit of that today. But I want you to know, God sees me through. You're looking at a country boy that don't deserve anything, and God calls me son. Yes, I am one of his children.
I am one as his own. I have been covered by the blood. When he looks at me, he don't see what I was. He sees what his son did on the cross. If you can't get fired up about that, there's something wrong. Okay? But I want to talk to you just a little bit about faith and the story that God has given me. You know, after you ask Jesus to forgive you and receive that perfect gift that he's given us all, you know, Holy Spirit lives within you and he prods you. He don't intend on you to sit, sire, and soak. Did y'all hear me? So that's what church members think today. Well, I'll come listen to the preaching. Oh, that was good. You're going to come sit, soak it up, and you're going to sire because you're not doing anything with it. See, the difference between wisdom and foolishness is this, guys. It's what you do with knowledge. If I give you something new today and you do nothing with it, it was absolutely foolishness. But if I come to you and tell you what God has said and you work that out, you do more than just believe. You're actually doing what it says. That is wisdom. So today I pray that you're going to be a little more wise than when you laugh. But listen to what this says. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Now, I'm, a, I'm just brutally honest. I mean, I'm just that kind of guy. So I want to share some things with you. Early on, man, I, I get saved, man. I fired up. Man, I, I did so many things for Satan. Man, I wanted to be the general for my Savior. I wanted to do everything. So, man, I was all about everything. I mean, you know, your church going to do this. Hey, I'm there. They're going to do this. I'm there. Every time the preacher would preach, I'd be on my knees crying out because, God, that's me. And I apologized to that pastor one time, and he said these words. He said, Brother Jeff, I ain't worried about you. God's working in your life. I'm working about all them other folks that never move. I say, God calls us to surrender. Well, it didn't take long in my life, you know. I'm down on my knees, and I'm praying. God, I want to do this, whatever you want me to do. And he spoke. He said, I want you to preach. Y'all ever say stupid stuff to, to God? I mean, we are absolutely insane. You know what I said? God, do you know how many people I've hurt? Do you know who I am? Do you know the reputation that I, I sound like old Moses? I can't do that. Boy, I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell nobody. I got up from there thinking, hmm, God made a mistake. God got my attention. Y'all hear me? I couldn't tell you what old brother Ken was speaking that day. That day, you know, back then I was, I mean, strong as you can't imagine. I literally twisted a Bible to wanting him to hurry up and shut up so I could go up there and surrender to God's calling. But what all happened? Oh, was it just? Whoosh, no, we had to work it out. See, at that time I had my own business. I raised boats. I salvaged business diving and stuff. I was the number one diver on seven lakes where we live. Made lots of money there. I was half owner in an excavating business that's moving dirt and things. 
And I worked at American Cast Iron Pipe. So why did you do that? Because it was third in the nation with the benefits. When we had a kid, it cost us $50. Ooh, boy. Let me tell you. But why is it SIPCO? I've got this calling on my life. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm preaching. Preaching in nursing homes. I was children's church pastor. I mean, anywhere God let me go, I preached. But I wanted to be full-time. But then I had to do something called apprenticeship. Sipco saw that I was really good with my hands, and they gave me a double apprenticeship, which was a maintenance machinist. It means that there is no greater education when it comes to working in things. Y'all ever been to Walmart and see that kid? Now, I'm going to show my age and uh, the country in me. Seen that kid that's throwing a fit in the checkout because he didn't get what he wanted? Huh? Come on now. Y'all be real. Oh, that's throwing out, right? Ooh, that's me. You know, I, I'm, I'm the guy that's standing behind you thinking, I can fix that. <laughs> but nobody was fixing me. I did four, eight years of school and four and a half years to finish that. Why? I should be off doing seminary somewhere, which I was doing seminary, but I should be off doing that. We're we, we talking about faith, right? God knows what he's doing. Did, didn't I just read that? Oh, yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I wasn't very trusting. Now, let's fast forward to where I am today. I mean, Josh has been there. I do mission work. Construction, dirt work. To run that camp, we got all these military vehicles and generators and, you know, because it's off the grid. I mean, it really, you have to make uh, electricity to have electricity. You have to pump water to have water. And I didn't fix any of that. Just the other day, just to let you know, man, you say it's always fighting, but, you know, I just don't get down. God's in control. Just the other day, I had a big men's group there and, they were doing men's events, and why at midnight, I don't know, but at midnight, I just had the motor rebuilt in one of my big generators, and at midnight, the power goes off, but I can hear that thing still running. I go outside. It's awful funny. Nobody comes to help you at midnight. Go outside, and it says short. Start working on it. Very evident. I mean, Tug, one of the guys in the ministry, he's with me. Corey, he's another guy. They're out there with me, which they don't know anything. They're just walking around. I'm saying, hey, don't touch that because if it lights up, it's going to light you up. But anyway, I said, this ain't going to work. We're going to have to do something else. I took a little generator. No, no, we're talking big generator. I took a little generator, wired it into my trailer number one, <laughs> and then wired, run wires 60 yards away to another trailer, wired it in. Now everybody's got electricity, air conditioning. Their fans are working. Their breathing machines are working. And I turned around to Tuggy and said, now how many pastors you know can do that? And I kicked and screamed and threw a fit when God's all the whole time saying, I got this. Do what I ask you to do. Listen, guys, I don't know what God has for your life, but quit kicking and screaming. 
So I have faith in God. Are you really walking it out? Well, I don't know. You know, then I want to say this. There, there's a parts of the Bible that you need to understand. There's nothing impossible that God can't do. Matter of fact, it's found in Luke 1, 37. It says, nothing is impossible with God. Hey, you, you've heard this quoted all the time. I can do all things through what? Christ that does what? Strengthen me. Y'all might hang on to this whole other sermon, but I'm just going to say this. God can do anything. See, I, I do minister to pastors, and it's, it's pitiful sometimes. By the way, you need to love yours. I told him this morning, there's not many like him. He actually believes in the Word. He actually knows what his purpose is. A lot of them come to me, and they've been hurt, and they, and they don't get it. And they actually tell me there's no such thing as miracles anymore. Y'all believe that? You know what you're telling me? Nobody gets saved in your church. Really? Say, I am really good at hunting. I've been hunting my entire life. It wasn't a sport. It was a lifestyle. And I really am good at that. But, you know, some of these pastors, not like Jeff and them, they came to hunt. Some just come hang out. Some I give them in the car. We ride around and we talk. We have 38 miles of road in that piece of property. Sometimes I'll just pull in one of them pretty green fields and just shut the car off. See, this is a big controversy in Alabama. Is there really panthers? Well, no, there's no panthers, but there's mountain lions. They can travel. I mean, I know all this stuff. They can travel 600 miles. Well, it ain't too far for one to be in Alabama. But I say these words. I said, you know, everybody's controversy about is they big cats? I said, if one run across the field right now, could anybody ever tell you? Anybody ever tell you there's no big cats? No. I said, why? Because I experienced it. I said, oh, okay. Be careful that when you're telling there's no miracles, that you're not sitting by a man that sees miracles. See, when I see God work on sinful people, and I see God work through people, I see his hands. See, those guys that tell you everything's going to be hunky-dory when you get saved, they're a liar. That ain't what the Word says. It says, count it all joy when trials and tribulations come. Why, Brother Jeff, why can I count it a, a joy when trials come? Because that's when Jesus shines. That's when you see Him. See, most people, they want to be on the mountaintop all the time. Well, money can put you on the mountaintop. Fame put you on the mountaintop. But when troubles come and it's dark and it's deep and you're still screaming, Jesus, that's when you're different. Because you still got a smile on your face because what he did for you and the love that he has for you. See, that's faith. Walked out. So what do you know about that? Well, I'm going to tell you a few stories and then I'm going to close. And I'm telling you all this because I want you to know one thing. What can't you do with Christ if you'll just walk with him? Have the faith in him. My wife, four years into our marriage, got one of the rarest 
cancers that they are. Now, I'm being serious. We thought we was having twins come find out some kind of identify mole kind of thing and come find out that you're supposed to be oriental and then it's this unreal number for even them to get. But Tammy's got it. Four years from me being saved because I saved on my wedding day. Well, I didn't take it well. I was panicking. Four years, baby Christ. I lived week by week knowing if my wife was going to live or die. I developed bleeding ulcers. I worried so much. God healed her. Of course, she's here. But let me tell you something else. Four years ago, in our life, Timmy got cancer again. Different guy, different girl. Oh, I cried a little bit. I fussed with God. Why? She's the most precious thing that's ever walked this earth. Kill me. But that ain't what God wanted. You know what my wife says? She cried a little bit. She said, baby, whatever God does, I'm fine. I just hope somebody gets saved out of it. I hope we get to tell people about it. Very long, long operation. People in the hospital found out I was a missionary. And Jeff, I don't know if I ever told you this or not. But all these nurses started flooding in the room while she's being operated on. I said, have you ever been here? It was funny. I said, yeah, I've been there. So I get to talk to them and encourage them about Christ. Did I worry? I don't know if it was worry. I was worried more about how I was going to act than what was actually happening. Do y'all see the difference in faith? Do you see the difference in your walk? See, it's very clear, guys. I'm not one of those guys going to say, oh, it's okay. You just do what you want to do. No. Because I think what this word says. See, I don't believe in opinions. I'm going to tell you exactly what this word says. It said you are to be the light. You're to be the salt of the earth. You know what light does? It reveals. Now, it don't condemn. That's my father's job. I just keep pointing to him. I want to tell you something that's a little funny. I really, Jeff, I, I can't see if you're out there or not, but I, I'm going to tell you, I, I laughed at the last crew because when I stepped up here and I was barefooted, there was some snickering going on. You know, in my head, I know, oh, yep, country boy from Alabama. <laughs> not. How about this? I said, so in love with my Savior. I don't shut up. I'm always talking about it. We had something called Crossroads that had nothing to do with the 260 kids that was there every week. Crossroads was a ministry for anybody in our town, youth-wise, to come. I was in a school every morning telling folks about Christ. My own church turned against me. See, I got two on fire for Christ. My church turned against me. My pastor turned against me. And they were constantly hammering at me and hammering at me. And all I wanted to do is see one more person come to Christ. So I started fasting. See, 
Huge ministry, had three different praise and worship, but my main praise and worship, love them boys with all my heart. When you come up on our stage, it was very lifted up and had a dressing room over here, dressing room over there. I'd pray with them. They would go up. I'd go to the other room and cry like a baby because I didn't know what else to do because I wanted to see people saved. So we'd see anywhere from 5 to 15 every week saved. Was it because I was good? No, it was because we, pre- we was preaching God's Word, not Jeff's Word, not the church's Word, but God's Word. We was loving people and telling them about Christ wants you to be adopted. He wants you into this family. Well, you know, it got to a point where, guess what? That wasn't working, it seemed like, anymore. And I was on my knees, and I was weeping. I mean, they was really, they, the floors flooded. And God spoke, and he said, hey, boy, take your shoes off, and you walk up there on holy ground. You walk on my ground. You don't shut up. You preach my word. I don't care what they say. You be what I called you to be. And he's never released me. So laugh, make fun. I'm doing obedience to my Lord and Savior. Do I like it? No. You ever been First Baptist with your shoes off? I've been on a bunch of them. But let me tell you something. Don't think about the hurt. Because I went on and did that, God has used me. And you know what? I hate it. I beg God to take it away from me, but he will not take it away from me. But let me explain something to you. There's men and women all over these United States they run around with flip-flops on because they had a pastor that believed so much in their father that they say, I want to be where I can step out of my shoes and walk on holy ground. Not that that does anything, but that's obedience. One of those young men was named Brandon, and he's very special to me. His daddy is a pastor friend of mine. Loved him. Oh, my goodness, loved him. He's coming home from college, and he run up under 18-wheeler, and they took his head off, and they called my friend. To come identify and see if it's his son. This is what my brother said. They called me that morning and said, this is what happened. I run to my friend's house. And here I am, all these other pastors are in their suits and ties. And I'm in blue jeans and a shirt and no shoes on. He wouldn't talk to anybody. I walked to the door. He looks at my feet and loses it. He said, I knew it was my son. Because he wanted to be so much like you. To walk on God's ground. What this world points out and tries to destroy you with, God will edify himself through you. Just this past week, a young man got in trouble with the state troopers. There's all kinds of these laws that they're really hammering out. If you own a dually, and you have a certain trailer, do you know that you've got to have A class now? So I don't understand that. Just take my word for it. You can get a lot of tickets. He got 15 warnings and four tickets. Bless the little boy's heart. He don't know nothing about stuff like that. I am blessed. They call me because he's got to have a real CDL driver come take the truck. So me and a preacher friend of mine, we go up there, get his truck, and I said, I'll take your truck and trailer home. And I'll wire it right because your wires are wrong. 
Took me two days, did it, baby? Whole time, listen to the walk that God wants you to have. Whole time, I've got my friends praying. We're going to do this because we're going to blow his nine. Maybe he'll get saved. That's what I'm praying. He kept asking me, Mr. Jeff, how much owe you? Nothing. No, no, I'm going to pay you. I said, no, son, you're not. Took me two days. This truck's done. I'm off doing more ministry. My partner, uh, another pastor friend of mine, comes picks up the truck, carries it to him, and he has to explain why this man fixed it for nothing. He got saved. But here's the thing I want you to hear. When we went and picked up this young man, and we were driving to my house, his name's Brandon. I couldn't have told you what his name was for nothing. He's sitting in the back, and he says, I know you. I get that a lot. I said, how's that? He says, you that guy that preaches barefooted. How about this? You know how many times I've been called from a family member that their loved ones dying in, in the hospital? And they said, you want somebody to come talk to you? Yep. Don't know his name, but I want that guy that preaches barefooted because he tells it like, it's he, like it is. See, what I thought was humiliation. God meant it for something else. God wants to use you. You mean to tell me that I'm better than you? You've lost your mind. You don't know who I am. I just serve a mighty God. How about this? We quit counting years ago. Had a guy who used to count for me. What if I told you since Extreme Ministry was started, there's been over 30,000 people come to the Lord? Why? What's the difference? When trials come, how do you act? Is your God still on the throne? When pressures come and people point at you, how do you act? Where's your faith? I believe that my Father owns every hill and all the cows on it. Why? Because that's what this word says. I believe that I don't have to open my mouth about Jeff. I hope that ain't what you've heard. It's my Savior. All because of what? He first loved me. Where's your love? See, the word says it. You show me your faith. devil's got that. But you show me your faith in your works. Now, that's a different story. Because it's what you do with Christ. It's the difference. So what are you doing with Christ today? I don't believe in coincidence. And if I don't know who's supposed to be doing the altar music, but you can go ahead and come. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in divine appointments. 
that I believe Brandon's truck tore up, so he called Brother Jack that calls Brother Jeb because you know, he fixes everything. I believe it tore up so I could spend hours working on that truck calling all my brothers in the ministry saying, hey, pray, man. We've got an opportunity to love on a boy and show him Christ. Here's the best part. Y'all ready? Brother Jack's mama, she's she, she been pretty rough. And he goes and he leads Brandon to the Lord and he goes home and he's telling his wife about what happened and how it come about and his mama, guess what? She's 80, 84. She gets saved. Guess, guess what? I don't have that. Who did it? Our father. Hey, we, we quick to jump up and sing. Y'all know what worship is? It's not that music. It's not that word. It's when you see your father for who he is. And who you are. And he loves you through all that. You find yourself in that song. Singing it to your father. You find yourself in that word. Praising his name. That's worship. So I'm going to ask you all if you'd stand. I don't know how things are here. But I am just an old country boy saved by grace. And say I, I don't believe in these Christians that just hang back. I don't blame them. Man. There's no secret service. Man, we, we special forces, we come out swinging. Swing Christ. So if you're here today, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you all about, and I'm not going to come to you. This is for me and you and the Lord, okay? So if you'd all bow your heads and close your eyes, I'm going to ask you a question here. No one looking around now. So, Brother Jeff, I, I really am struggling. I, I don't know that if I died today, I'd go to heaven. I really don't know that, and I just want you to pray for me. I promise all I'm going to do is pray. Anybody, that's you? I don't know. I'm wrestling with that. Anybody that honest? I see that hand. Anybody else? How about this, Christians? God called you to do something, and you was like me. No. You just ain't got the faith. How about... Have you really surrendered your life? Have you really said, hey, whatever you want, I'm going to be that? Has God asked you to step out and do something and you're not doing it? Can I tell you you're missing the greatest life that's ever been given to walk with Christ? Amen. So I'm going to pray a prayer. Like I said, I, I haven't talked to my brother about this, but, you know, here's the altar. So we don't do that. Well, today maybe you will. Here's the altar. You're not coming for either jail, mom, dad, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, daddy, mama. I don't care. You're coming because you're surrendering your life over to Christ. Nothing greater. So you can't argue. I mean, people say, oh, that book, you know, it's wrote by people. What are you going to do with me today? I've told you terrible situations that God has just took it and turned it around for him. Amen? So let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day. God, I thank you for this church. God, I ask for freedom. 
God, I pray that people will break the chains of bondage today. For whatever reason, God, I pray that they come and get right with you. God, if there's friends here that know that another friend is suffering and hurting, God, I pray they go grab them by the hand and carry them to the altar. God, it's not about how many people that come. It's about how many come to you. So, Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit be free to work in any way it wants to. Father, we love you and we give you this time. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.